Hi there, and thanks for listening to How to Start a Podcast. I'm currently delivering the course that you've probably heard me talk all about, and you're probably sick of hearing me talk about. So I'm taking a little break from the podcast, and over the next eight weeks, I'm going to be republishing eight of the most popular episodes from 2020. But don't worry, I'll be back with new content once the course is finished. In the meantime, enjoy these episodes. Hello and welcome to How to Record a Podcast from the Pod Farm. My name is Chris Robson and in this show we will be looking at everything you need to know to start your own podcast, including software and equipment, hosting and marketing, interviews with active podcasters and tips on how to achieve a successful show. In this episode, I want to talk about accessibility and by that I mean accessibility to podcasts for people with disabilities, specifically people who are deaf or hard of hearing. Uh, It's something that I've been thinking about intermittently since I started working in podcasting and even more so now. I'm not quite sure why, but it's been on my mind and I'm not going to have any any answers for some of the questions that I might pose, but I can offer some ideas about how we can make our podcasts more accessible to those who are deaf and hard of hearing. There are some more expensive options that require a higher budget that may be more accessible to people with the resources to do that. There are also some cheaper free even options for how to go about this. The explosion in content around podcasts that's happened in the last decade has been great for so many people. Aside from the reasons that most people love podcasts, the niche interesting subject matter, the high production values, the intimacy of the audio is going directly into your ears, uh, being able to listen to it on the go, all those things. Aside from that, it, podcasts have been really valuable to groups to whom audio is a more accessible way of absorbing content. So if you are blind, then you, of all the plethora of streaming and Netflix and movies and stuff, you de- there's definitely a barrier there for you. A lot is put into the visual element of, say, a Netflix series. And obviously there is um, audio descriptive tracks and things like that, but I'd say that it's not quite the same. I'd say you're not, you're not enjoying it to the same level as someone who can see all the visuals that are put into a series. So with the emphasis now put on production for podcasts that has been great i imagine i'm not blind myself but i imagine that it's been great for the blind community having such high quality content with the focus on the audio and how to make that audio experience uh, as whole as possible this has obviously existed with radio and things like that before But now that it's become so mainstream and so many big companies are putting a lot of money into producing very high quality podcasts, that has been great. It's also been very useful for learning and especially for people who have dyslexia or other uh, visual or pattern recognition issues that mean that they find it hard to just read information. In a similar way that YouTube revolutionized learning for a lot of people, 
I think the podcasts have probably done the same. And being able to listen to a lecture or a discussion is probably a much easier way of absorbing information than looking at a textbook. So podcasts have done a lot for accessibility in communities with disabilities. But because it's an audio medium, it obviously is not super accessible for people who are deaf and hard of hearing. So the most obvious way of getting that audio to be accessible is through transcripts. So that is uh, converting the audio to text so that it can be read. There are definitely podcasts that are already producing transcripts. Uh, a good example of this is Freakonomics. Um, they offer a transcript with every episode. And what's good is that it is modified for your reading pleasure, in quotes, so that they look, feel, and read like a story, which is great because something that I'm going to come to in a minute is the quality of the transcript that you're producing. Other people, so This American Life, the radio show turned podcast, produces transcripts for every episode. And I'm going to talk more about that in a minute because there's kind of a little case study about how transcripts can boost the marketing and engagement for your show. So there are people out there doing it, and that's great. But your average podcast doesn't have the time and resources to produce transcripts, unfortunately. I'm sure if hard of hearing and deaf audience members wanted to access a transcript, they could email the, the, the producer, the network, whatever, and request a transcript and I'm sure they would oblige and that is something that is definitely possible but it's not a standard yet it's not a given in a way that subtitles for tv and film is where there is legislation in place to make sure that tv and film is accessible to deaf people and people with hard of who are hard of hearing that doesn't exist with podcasts yet so some options on how you could go about producing a transcript for your podcast now, there's paid options where you pay someone else to do it. This includes things like Rev.com. This is probably the most popular. If you type in like produce a podcast transcript or transcribe my audio or something like that, Rev will come very high up in the Google search. They, at the moment, charge £1.25 $1, per minute. And that is for 99% accuracy of the transcript. So that means that... It is gone over by a human and they check for spelling mistakes and punctuation errors and things like that. They also offer a rough draft for 25 cents per minute, which they say has an 80% accuracy. So this is just automatically speech to text um, done by a computer. Uh, when you transcribe audio like that automatically, it is quite inaccurate because it mishears different words running into different things and it doesn't include any punctuation. It doesn't often change where the speaker changes. It doesn't include things like paragraphs, um, things like that, that you kind of need to make reading something pleasant. An option that I've used, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, is Live Transcribe, which is a Google product and it's available on all Android phones. And I had a quick look and there is various similar things on the app store for ios devices uh, one i saw was called transcribe live so live transcribe but the other way around and that seems to do a similar thing but i haven't used it um, 
If you go onto Fiverr, the freelancer hire website, you will find countless people offering their transcription services. And that ranges from, you know, two pounds up to a hundred pounds. It can range from 20 per 20 minutes to per 40 minutes to per 60 minutes. Um, obviously people set their own prices and ways of divvying up those prices on the website. So it's best to go and have a look. You obviously have access to all the reviews and things that people get, and you can probably communicate with them first to get an idea of if you want to work together. So that can be a great option. But again, same with rev.com. If you are producing an hour, two hours, three hours of content a week, then the price is going to add up. So you definitely need a budget for that. If transcriptions are something that you are interested in producing to make your podcast more accessible, I would say that you either need a budget or you're going to need to do it yourself. And uh, that's what I'm going to talk a little bit about now. I've had a couple of experiences transcribing audio before. The first was in about 2014, I did a series of interviews in Cape Town with some people involved in environmental education. And I recorded these interviews in the field on an iPad and then transcribed them up into articles. And at the time, um, especially as all I had with me was the iPad, I basically played the audio back at half speed and typed as quick as I could to keep up with the text, the, the speech. And it was horrible. It's long and tedious and anxiety inducing as you're struggling to type as fast as the slowed down speech is going and you can't anticipate what the person's about to say so you can't rush ahead so sometimes you have to just wait and then it's all just very long and it takes triple quadruple the time to produce a transcript so if you have an hour interview that could take like three to five hours to produce a transcript a quality transcript where punctuation is correct you've separated out the different speakers you've separated into paragraphs all those things so you get a very accurate transcript if you do that but it takes a very long time now i produced a transcript for last week's episode with Kalida jones that i've put up on the website and the way that i did that was different i used live transcribe which is the google live transcription app uh, if you have I have a Pixel phone, the Pixel 3, and it has live captions, which when I'm listening to anything on my phone, a podcast, a YouTube chat video, anything like that, I can switch on live captions and it will bring up subtitles of what is being said. But there's no way of capturing these. Live transcribe is basically the same, the same algorithm, but it saves the text in a document. So I turned on live transcribe and pressed play on the podcast episode. And then I left it for 30 minutes or however long the episode was. And I came back 30 minutes later and I was left with seven pages of unpunctuated, unspaced text. But the actual words were pretty accurate. I think that Rev's estimate of 80% accuracy is probably about right. I'd say between 80 to 90% of the wording was accurate, but there was no punctuation some of the full stops that they did put in were in just random places in the middle of sentences. There was random capital letters in random places. 
There was no separation between one person started speaking and the other started speaking. So that was a pain. So I obviously had to go over it in person. Uh, and that took probably under an hour going over. It was about seven pages, maybe seven, six pages, something like that. Uh, just going through it, making sure that it was correct. Full stops, you know, hyphens, speech marks, uh, bold for the questions, separating all out, putting it and chunking it into paragraphs. Probably took me about an hour to do, which is for a 30 minute piece of audio to do that, get a transcription in an hour. I'm not going to include the 30 minutes that it spent transcribing itself because I was doing other stuff then. That wasn't time that I was actively putting into it. So that wasn't too bad. Um, and that could be a good option for people who want to produce transcripts cheaply, uh, well, for free and easily, relatively easily. In both of those examples, so playing it back at half speed and correcting a live transcription, uh, there's a human element that's needed. Uh, and same with Rev.com, they charge 25 cents for a computer to do it, or they charge $1.25 for a person to then go over it and correct it afterwards. And uh, the human element is important because without that, you just end up, like I said, just a block of text with no punctuation or anything like that. And I really think that is doing a big disservice to anyone that you're offering the transcription to. It's doing a big disservice to your podcast as well. You put so much time, well, I'm, I don't know your podcast, but I'm assuming that you put so much time into crafting a good quality product like you want to make the audio sound nice you want the music to be impactful you want your introductions to be concise and smooth you want your guests to be informative and interesting why then when convert com converting it to text would it just be unpunctuated mess of just a stream of consciousness you want to be able to produce a high quality transcript that has the right punctuation the right paragraph breaks the right bold italics all of these things you want to be able to produce a high quality transcript that reflects the high quality nature of your podcast and gives the reader a high quality experience when reading it so there isn't just the benefit of having your podcast more accessible either there is also some marketing benefits to this transcription if you produce a text version of your audio podcast you're able to repurpose that content in a number of ways. So you could then post that as a blog post. You now have a interview posted on your blog post or an article posted on your blog that was a podcast episode. You can chunk it up into smaller pieces, use it for Instagram posts. You can pull out interesting quotes and use that for you know, visuals or tweets or Instagram posts. It's great for really making the most out of a single piece of content. Uh, also, your audience are able to skim and bookmark interesting content in the podcast. So I don't know if any of you guys experience this, but something that I find annoying is when I'm listening to a podcast and I hear something that I want to link back to something else, but then you have to just press back, 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 trying to find the right piece of audio forward forward and then you get kind of lost in it and then you can't even remember the piece of audio you're trying to compare it to and that's something that when you're reading a book you can just flip back a couple pages still keeping that other page 
you can flick between the two pages and compare the things. That is something that a tangible written document has uh, an advantage over audio. And you're able to do that with a transcript, especially if you're trying to teach or offer information and education with your podcast. You are able to offer your audience a chance to skim, pull out important bits of information, highlight as they need, bookmark information and more easily digest that content. It's also better for SEO, for optimizing your podcast for search engines. If you have it all in text, you are able to highlight keywords, SEO terms. You are able to use that content to make your podcast more searchable in a search engine. And it also makes it more shareable if you have it in a text format. The way social media is now, it's more hard. It's harder to share a piece of audio than it is to share text. Again, it just gives you more options to have that content in a number of mediums. Now, I said I'd come back to This American Life because there is a little bit of data about how transcriptions have boosted their traffic. So in 2011, they decided to transcribe all of their episodes. So that goes back to 1995. So that was a major, major project. It took a long time. And then for 27 months, they used Google Analytics to record the number of unique page visitors and views. Uh, the results proved, I'm getting this information, by the way, from 3playmedia.com in an article written by Sophia Enamorado. So thanks for that. Head over to 3Play Media if you'd like to read the article yourself. For 27 months, they used Google Analytics to record blah, 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 blah. The results proved that the value of transcripts as more unique visitors, 6.28%, came from organic search traffic and the number of inbound links attributed attributable to transcript pages also increased by 3.89%. In addition, user engagement increased as proven by the number of clicks on the transcript pages. So they don't sound like huge numbers, but they are increasing traffic and clicks to the website. So that shows some value in transcripts other than the other value that I gave you with how you can reuse that content. So that was it really. I am going to think more about this. There are lots of ways to get transcriptions, whether it's through automatic generation or companies taking the initiative to pay people to produce the transcripts for them. And I think all of that is good, but I think we're far from it being standard. And as with TV, I think that it should be standard. TV and film have subtitles as standard, and I think that should be the same for podcasts. And because podcasts are specifically an audio medium, I think that the transcriptions should be held to as high a standard and be as high a quality as the audio that they are representing. So yeah, let me know on Instagram or something like that if you are deciding to produce transcripts for your podcast, uh, how you decide to do it, if you find that they are beneficial. Uh, I'm going to produce a transcript for this episode. So if somehow you are hard of hearing or deaf and you come across this episode, then let me know how you are finding the podcasting industry and its accessibility. And yeah, I'd like to hear your experiences. Thanks for listening to the show. 
uh, head over to thepodfarm.com to find out more about what we do and how we can work together to produce a podcast that's ready to be heard by the world. You can also access our courses on the website. We have a free course on how to record and release a podcast for free using free equipment you might have around the house and free services. And we have a full course, which is a much more in-depth look at how to record, plan, buy equipment, edit, host, all those things. Uh, even There's even a bit of marketing in there. And there's downloadable resources on the website. You can follow us on Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook at The Pod Farm. And until next time, we wish you all the best with your podcast.